Coming up, the future is a little clearer for Zemco Racing. Plus, could we see Brandon Overton actually full-time this season with a late model national tour? And then maybe we don't need to stream every race live. Let's go. It's Tuesday, February 28th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. Way back on December 6th, I kicked off a daily show with the news that Zemco Racing, the iconic Central Pennsylvania Sprint Car team, might be closing up shop. The, uh, the day before, driver Logan Wagner had tweeted, quote, in response to the questions surrounding the return of Zemco Racing in 2023, we find ourselves in a state of limbo with uncertainty ahead, regardless of return or retirement. John and Peewee's dedication to the sport for over 35 plus years is unmatched. Hashtag respect, unquote. Wagner has been the driver of the Zemco One for several seasons. He racked up five track championships at Port Royal. He won a bunch of races along the way, including the 2021 Tuscarora 50 at Port. Since then, we've heard absolutely nothing about the future for the team or what Wagner might do. Uh, but yesterday afternoon, we did get some clarity. Zemco posted on social media they will be celebrating their 35th year of sprint car competition in 2023 and that the goal is to race at Port Royal and they're going to do so during the season opener, uh, which just happens to be this coming Sunday. The track is hosting an afternoon test and tune on Saturday with a full program of 410 sprint cars and late models on the slate for Sunday. Along with the bit from Zemco, they also shared that Logan Wagner will return with a tweet saying for a, quote, limited schedule in 2023. No other details were posted, and we, we haven't seen or heard anything publicly from Wagner about the deal, and, and he's been pretty quiet on social media just recently, kind of generally anyway. So just kind of looking at that, I'm assuming that means that if Wagner's going to go for a sixth straight title at Port, that he would need some combination of rides, including the Zemco one. And then whatever else he's able to put together. It is great to know that the car is back, but it's still clear that no matter how many races they run this season and into the future, the end is still near for the team owned by John and Pee Wee. I know there are a bunch of PA folks in my audience. Drop me a comment. Let me know what driver comes to mind when you think about or see the famous Zemco car. There have been so many big names to drive it. We talked about them before. Danny Lasowski and Stevie Smith and Billy Pouch, Jeff Shepard, Kevin Gobrek. I'm curious what your thoughts are about the Zemco car. Over to late models, uh, through this opening part of the season, including speed weeks, anytime we've talked about points and full-timers, I've been leaving out Brandon Overton. He currently sits third in the Lucas standings behind Ricky Thornton Jr. and Hudson O'Neill, and he had a solid start down south, including a couple of wins uh, with both Lucas and uh, over at Volusia. I've been leaving him out, though, because we've seen him high in the Lucas points after speed weeks before, and he didn't stay on with the series. Plus, the last I'd heard, he had not declared with the series officially as a full-timer. There is a process for doing that. But there apparently continues to be some speculation that he might stick around for a full run. Back during the Alltech weekend, the topic was mentioned on the Flow Racing Drive Home with Ben Shelton and Michael Rigsby, with Shelton saying he wouldn't stay out and Rigsby thinking that he might. And yesterday, the topic came up again in an article over at DirtOnDirt.com. Kevin Kovac, uh, Kovac talked about Overton possibly being in the Lucas Final Four come Eldora. And there was a note in there about the schedule on Overton's website. And sure enough, every Lucas race through the first playoff cutoff race at Wheeland on May 27th, that's the Show Me 100 weekend, is there. There's no Lucas races on the schedule after that, but this very much could be a wait-and-see situation. 
If Overton is high enough to continue, they could add the rest of the races and try and push for the series title. And we talked last week uh, about kind of Lucas championship chances and, you know, what you kind of need to be in that top four based on past history. And in that discussion, we talked about Jonathan Davenport's past history at Eldora. And the only other driver who matches or exceeds Davenport's recent stats there is Overton. It's interesting that these two guys, uh, both not full-timers last year, but based on this championship situation, might both end up being full-timers this year. It's funny how that one track uh, changed all of this for these guys. A quick side note, too, about Overton's 2023 schedule. He does have the complete slate of races on his site for both the XR Super Series and the Flow Racing Night in America. Could we see Overton go from running no series to running three in a season? Uh, that you know is a possibility here and would be a big shift for the Wells team and what we've seen them do kind of just chasing money here the last couple of years. Definitely something to keep an eye on as the late model season continues. Overton could end up being a Lucas title spoiler in all of this. If you want to see him this weekend, Overton is planning on the Spring National Show at Swainsboro on Friday. He's going to race with the Outlaws at Smoky Mountain on Saturday, and then he's going to head down to Cherokee for March Madness on Sunday. That Sunday show at Cherokee will draw a bunch of other guys, too. I think it's 20,000 wins, so you'll probably see Chris Madden and Mike Marler, Jimmy Owens. A bunch of guys will be at that one. And I think you'll see a lot of outlaw teams go from Smoky Mountain to Cherokee on Sunday. Uh, before we close out, I wanted to double back just a little bit to a bunch of the streaming stuff we've been talking about, like we talked about yesterday. As a lot of these smaller series and different racetracks end up away from the bigger streamers like Flow Racing, I'll be curious to see if this uh, will turn out to be any sort of real revenue generator for these smaller tracks. I'm not convinced that a lot of them have the capability or know-how to really leverage these streaming deals, especially when you hear words like data or marketing thrown around. There are definitely benefits to be had, even by streaming races for free on something like YouTube. But when places don't effectively sell their grandstand tickets or even have clean bathrooms, forgive me for thinking they don't know how to use and leverage technology properly. And I'm honestly not blaming them for that. They have bigger fish to fry, some of them just barely surviving from season to season. But I feel like we're about to see the gap widen across the sport where the big series and marquee tracks will gain from all of the streaming money and the others will fall further behind. I was messaging uh, some yesterday with a friend that runs a racetrack and he brought up the idea that maybe racing... Uh, you know, some races don't need to be streamed at all. And my initial thought was to push back on him. I'm very much that, you know, I would love to have as many races streamed as possible. But I think he may have a point. Clearly, there will always be a streaming market for the big series, the Outlaws, Lucas, big events like the Chili Bowl. But it'll be increasingly difficult to find success, I think, for Friday and Saturday night weekly shows, especially when the full benefit of having those races available can't be realized by these understaffed racetracks. I think looking at streaming like it's a ticket or a pit pass is the wrong way to go about it, especially when it comes to pricing. The toothpaste is already out of the tube, like I mentioned on Twitter yesterday, and it's going to be tough to convince a decent amount of buyers to spend several hundred percentage points more on your racing versus what they can get with the big guys. Dirt racing is already a niche sport, but as you continue to niche down even further to certain weekly tracks and certain divisions, the market becomes increasingly smaller and maybe even near zero. There will be examples that buck this idea, especially depending on geography. There's going to be certain tracks in certain parts of the country that will be able to have a weekly program that does make money. But for some tracks, maybe streaming just isn't for them. Uh, speaking of streaming, it looks like the streaming schedule is the same as yesterday with IMC action at North Florida uh, through Speedsport, plus Dirt Vision Now and Flow Racing 24-7. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. 
Uh, make sure you guys are subscribed to the show. Hit that like button below. Uh, that certainly helps out the episodes as well. We are really, really close to 3 million total views. I'm hoping within the next day or two, we should cross that number. So you should see the screen here behind me switch from 2 million to 3 million. That would be really cool. I hope you guys have a good Tuesday out there. We'll be right back here tomorrow. 